Coming up on today's episode of The Virtual Couch, how can learning car sales techniques improve your marriage or improve your job as a parent? That and more coming up next. So if you've been a longtime listener to The Virtual Couch, you've heard me do some ads for some partners that I have truly been passionate about, but you might have also noticed that it's been a little while since I've talked about those partners. And all of them are wonderful companies, but here's kind of a little behind the scenes from the podcast world. So once you hit a certain number of downloads, you start getting approached by a lot of people to advertise. So at that point, I kind of, uh, I guess I sort of pump the brakes, as the kids say. They, they actually probably don't say that anymore. But I decided to hold off on advertisers and try to send folks to my website um, maybe you notice TonyOverbay.com, going to Instagram, virtual couch, that sort of thing. And I promised I would keep people posted on my programs like the Path Back or some new programs that were coming up on happiness and marriage and a lot of good things and uh, working on all of those things. And, and But I, again, not really turning to the podcast uh, advertisers. But, but then I was approached by a sponsor pretty recently that honestly, I didn't know if I would ever come on their radar. But I did. And that's uh, the folks at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. So BetterHelp.com is the world's largest e-counseling program, and their mission is to make professional counseling accessible and affordable and convenient, and so that anybody who struggles with life's challenges, which I really feel like is all of us, can get help anytime, anywhere. And so let me start getting this message dug deep into those neuropathways. Um, BetterHelp.com, and again, it's uh, H-E-L-P. It's not better health, it's better help. So BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash virtual couch. So I, I think you can kind of see why this would be so important from my angle. I am a therapist. Um, I'm not a professional podcaster. Uh, I see a full load of clients weekly, every week. And here's what I didn't see coming, that if I'm being completely honest, the larger the podcast has grown, the more feedback I get. And I love it. I, I, I really do. But the feedback isn't always, hey, I love the show, or here's an idea for an episode. I get emails literally, I can honestly say this literally daily, from people who who really want to know more about therapy, who have tried therapists and maybe not felt a fit. Or they're afraid, I've got people that are afraid to try therapy, or afraid that they'll run into somebody they know in the waiting room, or they... You know, they want a way to just kind of ease into therapy or they want me to just answer their questions. They even want to pay me for emails. Uh, why can't they just text their therapist or email their therapist or, you know, will all therapists do video appointments? And these are the things that I keep getting over and over again. So BetterHelp.com is bringing these services to life. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. Um, it's not coaching and not saying anything negative about coaching. But these are all professional counselors, professional licensed therapists done securely online. I think they have over 4,000 therapists um, on their network. So so here's a little bit more about BetterHelp.com. Uh, and again, it's BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch. Please remember that. Um, but there's a broad range of expertise, which and I've been under the uh, under the hood behind the scenes, um, which has been just fascinating to see. I mean, they have hundreds of forms. Uh, that, I mean, not just forms, but uh, things that your therapist can send you, um, worksheets and homework and uh, just assessment tools. And so they have a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, which might not be locally available in many areas. Or, you know, this service is available for clients worldwide. I get a lot of military people who are um, stationed all over the world that are looking for good therapists. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your, to your therapist. Y you will get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit uh, in the waiting rooms if you're worried about that, kind of with traditional therapy. Now, to be fair, my waiting room is fantastic, a fireplace, a TV, um, all this wonderful stuff. But I know that that's not the case all the time. Um, BetterHelp.com will help you assess your needs. They'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And there's some assessment tools that will kind of point you in that direction. And then you can start communicating with somebody in under 24 hours. That's, again, um, I've, I've had a very, been blessed with a nice busy practice. And, uh, you know, you can have a wait list. Um, sometimes it can take a while to get into a therapist. 
Um, BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and I really feel like their assessment tools alone, as I've kind of dug into that, have been pretty impressive. Uh, makes me realize that you know they really are trying to funnel this into the right fit for you. A um, little bit more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. And those are the things, honestly, I never knew. I would hear the BetterHelp.com ads, and I really wondered what the the count, what the uh, the pricing was, and the financial aid part. I had no idea. But uh, I mean, BetterHelp likes to say that they want you to start living a, a happier life today. So visit their website, and you can read their testimonials. They're posted there daily. Um, and I'll probably read some of those down the road, but betterhelp.com slash reviews. And again, visit betterhelp.com, and that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash virtual couch. And you can join. It's over 500,000 people right now that are taking charge of their mental help with the help of an experienced professional. So it, there is a there's a special offer uh, that I have. It's for the virtual couch listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. Please um, you know, if you have questions, uh, go there, uh, check it out, read the reviews, but go to betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going all in here. Um, I have my own account. I'm going to choose my therapist and uh, I'm going to talk to him about what it's like to get a dozen emails a day, every day, and want to be able to help everybody want to be able to help the world. So I hope that I've made it clear in my episodes that first off, I am not a replacement for professional counseling. Uh, my goal is to bring awareness to the things that I believe can help. You can look for people that uh, know things about the nurtured heart or about emotionally focused therapy or about acceptance and commitment therapy. I wish I would have said those things earlier in the in this ad. Um, but I hope that I always convey the message to seek help through professional counseling. If you are an in-person person, then go find somebody in your area. You bet. If you want to try online counseling, then I recommend giving BetterHelp.com, again, BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch a try. So please go visit BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch. And if you use that link, you'll get 10% off your first month of services. Um, here is to better mental health for all of us. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 143 of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful lab coach, writer, speaker, husband, father, four, ultramarathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography recovery program that is helping people like you reclaim their lives from the harmful effects of pornography, compulsive sexual behavior, basically anything that you turn to as a coping mechanism or a habitual pattern. If you or anybody else that you know is struggling to put pornography or compulsive sexual behavior behind them once and for all, and trust me, it can be done, and done in a healthy, cup-filling, strength-based way. Hold the shame, please. Head over to pathbackrecovery.com. There you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome uh, pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of people who have gone through the Pathback system and who uh, send me feedback on a regular basis who are in places in their lives now that uh, they never really thought that they could be. I actually have a couple of people that have gone back through and used the whole Pathback method on other things, uh, food, um, bad habits, that sort of thing. So again, pathbackrecovery.com. And please take a second and visit the virtual couch on Instagram at virtual couch. And you can now find a virtual couch page on Facebook. Um, there's also the Tony Overbay Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist page on Facebook as well. And last but not least, please stop by TonyOverbay.com. Sign up there to find out more about a lot of really exciting programs and things that are coming soon. Actually, that was not last but not least. Uh, but you can also find the Virtual Couch channel on YouTube. And every one of these podcasts, just the audio of it alone goes out on YouTube. So if you are a huge YouTube person... You can listen to the podcast there. And while you're there, please subscribe to the Virtual Couch YouTube channel and go look at all the back catalog too. Uh, anytime I do an interview with a person, I try to do audio and video and upload those to the Virtual Couch. Okay, so let's see where this episode goes today. I was sitting in a session 
a couple of it was probably a couple of weeks ago. And again, not to um, to keep all confidentiality intact. Uh, this could have been a man. It could have been a woman. Could have been a family setting. Could have been just a couple. But I was but I was getting pretty amped up about this whole concept of EFT, emotionally focused therapy. Again, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I feel like EFT will save the world. It will cure all communication diseases, and uh, we will all live happily ever after. For anyone that is new or just joining the podcast, Emotionally Focused Therapy, you can go look up some other episodes I've done on it, but it is a it is a paradigm-shifting, evidence-based way to communicate. And in essence, what EFT is saying is that we all have put up these walls, and so it is very difficult for us to communicate, to be vulnerable, especially with somebody that we really care about, the, the, in, which can sound counterintuitive. But the problem is, if we really care about somebody, uh, let's say our partner, our spouse, um, we're a little bit worried that if we really open up to them, if we really let them into all of the things that are going on in our brains, uh, our emotions, our thoughts, that they're going to say, oh, man, I didn't sign up for this. And, uh, and they're going to leave. And this comes from attachment issues, attachment issues throughout our lives and attachment issues, even when when people have been well-meaning. Um, an example of that is we, you know, we're growing up and uh, let's say that we're, uh, we're a teenager. We go to our parent and we tell them that we're really scared about something, whether it's a friend situation or scared about something at school. And our parent, very well-meaning, says, hey, you don't need to be scared about that. Like, that's really not something to worry about. There's bigger things to worry about. And you just need to go in there and realize that you're, you know, you're capable. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, now as the parent, uh, I will tell you some stories of how I overcame difficulties. So, you know, go on out there, champ. You've got this. And if you really step back and take a look at it, what we did was we just didn't even hear. We didn't even seek to understand. We didn't validate. We didn't empathize with the teenager that just came to us. And, uh, and it probably took them a lot to come to us to say, hey, I'm scared. You know, there's a vulnerability. And then we're meaning well, but we didn't listen to them. We didn't even really hear what they're scared about. Or we heard a little bit about it. And then we told them why there's no need to be scared. Again, no empathy there. And, and it comes from a well-meaning place. And unfortunately, there are times where somebody could come to us and say, you know, I'm feeling scared. And the response that they're going to get from a parent or it could be a friend or a teacher, whoever is, you think you're scared. You know, try being an adult. Try try doing the things that I do and then and then come back and tell me if you really think that you're scared. So any of these are situations where where someone feels like they're not being validated. So. So the situations that I run into in sessions a lot are I'm trying to teach this concept, this concept of emotionally focused therapy, this EFT. And the beginning concept is to say, seek first to understand. It's a Stephen Covey principle, but seek first to understand before being understood. That's a way to try to learn empathy. A lot of people don't really understand, again, what empathy is. Empathy is not just saying, I'm so sorry for what you've been through. Again, that is that is sympathy. Empathy is really trying to, to, to put their shoes on and walk a mile right there with them. And, and honestly, you know, can we have pure empathy? Can we truly understand what someone's going through? We can't because we have never been that person who has gone through all of the things that even brought them to that situation in their lives. But we sure can try to have empathy. We can, we can turn off our fixing and judgment brains even when they mean well and we can try to really understand what someone's going through. So these are these core concepts that uh, that I'm trying to teach. And I know that because I do this every day, This uh, my wife and I had a great conversation about this over the weekend, 
that I know since I do this every day, I get so amped up in a session or on a podcast or when I'm speaking. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had a speaking opportunity this weekend. I did the same thing there too. But I get so amped up, my, my brain just starts going a million miles an hour that I feel like everybody's understanding what I'm talking about. And isn't this amazing and wonderful and passionate? And let me just keep giving these examples of, of what's going on in a, in a communication pattern. But, uh, but so in a session, I'm really just trying to boil it down to seek first to understand. So in this particular session, a, a wife was, uh, was trying to express a vulnerability. She was really getting open with her emotions and, uh, and she got a little bit of them out. And the husband said, I, I, t- I know, I see exactly where you're going here. And I, and I just, I just, you know, I just want you to know that, uh, that I, I get it. I, I know what you're talking about. I've been there, you know, when you've been gone for a little while, I've, I've, uh, I've experienced that same feeling, you know, whether it's with the kids or the stressors of the house or those sort of things. And so I know what you're going through and you just need to understand that, uh, that if you really buckle down and, and maybe you can see where this was starting to go south, right? So here's a husband telling a wife that, no, I really do. I completely understand everything that you're going through because I've had this tiny experience through my lens that is that I think is what you've, you're talking about here. So therefore, I really do know what you're going through. And then here comes the kicker. Then he's saying, and P.S., um, here's how you go about fixing that. So, so that's what had me thinking because that is one situation among many that I have in the span of a week where someone really desperately comes into my office and they want to know how to communicate with their spouse or with their teenager or with their boss or with their extended family better. And so, and, and this is the part where as a therapist, I know, especially when couples come in, that they really want to be validated. They look at the therapist and they, 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 they'll even say, okay, I love this concept of EFT. I've maybe read a little bit about it. I've heard a podcast or two that you've done on it. Um, but can we just set that aside right now? And if you really hear me tell you my story, and, and sure, you can hear her story too, but if you really hear my story, then, then you'll be on my side and we can both tell her that she's the crazy one and that she needs to just do, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And, and I know that that comes from somebody really just wanting to be heard and it, and it can be coming from a really good place. But at the, at the core principle of trying to teach a new communication pattern in my office, I just need people to pause and I need them to hear and listen to their partner. So I walked away from one of these sessions a couple of weeks ago and I just thought, how can I better explain it? Because again, the problem is in my brain, it all makes sense. Um, that, uh, that when somebody can just sit and listen and try to understand and ask questions about their partner, that they can really get in there and, and with empathy and try to understand what they're going through and they'll understand their partner's situation better before they even respond. So then that might not even lead to a response. It might just lead to a, you know, let me just give you a hug or, or, you know, let me even just tell me more about that. And where does that come from? And, and when are situations where you're feeling um, the way that you're feeling now? Tell me more. And what role do I play? You know, I'm really open for hearing more. But it, it's hard to get there. It, it's really hard to get there, especially when when the person in front of me just wants to tell their partner what they need to do. So I was trying desperately to come up with an analogy. And I realized that uh, analogies, some people are very gifted at, at analogies. And, uh, and I need to come up with more analogies. And so I thought about this. I thought about this concept of, of imagine that you are going to buy a car. 
And so you have been, uh, it's, you know, this is one of the first times that you're going to go buy a car. You've probably saved up your own money and you've been thinking about this car for a long time. And there's reasons why you want the car that you want. Um, you maybe grew up and you never really had a, a, a car like the one that you really are looking for. Um, let's say you grew up and all that your family ever had were, were trucks, for example. And now you really want this uh, this this little four door car that gets great gas mileage. And uh, maybe it's kind of small. You, you grew up trying to park some ginormous truck your whole life. And so now it's it's time. You just want a little economical four door car that will get amazing gas mileage. Because, again, you grew up filling up uh, the gas in these trucks that maybe got seven or eight miles a gallon. So you got all these reasons why you want the car that you want. And so you finally go into a car dealership and you're and you're ready. You're excited and you, you know you can't wait to try to, to talk to a salesman and you're going to buy this car. And so you're immediately met with a salesman and, and we're talking the salesman loves his job. And let's say that he's good at his job. This isn't a uh, cliched, cheesy car salesman kind of a moment, but this person just meets you right as you walk in the door, tells you, okay, he's, he's grateful to see you. And as a matter of fact, boy, does he have a deal for you. He has this amazing, this amazing, ginormous truck that is such a good deal that he can't wait to tell you why you're going to want to need this truck. As a matter of fact, he has driven a truck like this his entire life, and uh, and this is the whole reason that he even got into selling vehicles at the location he has is because he feels so passionate about these trucks. And so immediately already, you came, you were ready to be vulnerable and talk about, here's the car that I want. And I've always dreamed of this car, and here's the reasons why I want the type of car that I want. And so before he even, you know, before the customer even starts to talk about the car they want, they're met with a salesman that just, just, just blows them away with why he thinks that they need this truck, this ginormous truck. So you can maybe see where the analogy is going right now, the seek first to understand part, right? So if a customer comes in, the best thing that they could do is say, all right, hey, I'm coming in here. I'm being vulnerable. Um, as a matter of fact, vulnerable through my money. I'm about to hand you a ginormous stack of money, and, uh, and, and I really want you to hear what I need. I want you to hear my needs. And instead, they're met with the salesperson who's saying, you know, hey, welcome to the dealership. Let me tell you what you need. And so then even if the person the, that came in, the person who came in to buy the car is saying, OK, but, you know, I, I grew up with a truck and, and, you know, I grew up with a really big truck. And then the, the salesman immediately jumps in and says, well, no, no, no. But, but these trucks today, they are so much better. You know, they're so much better. They ride comfortable. You, you feel like you're riding in a luxury vehicle. And then the person that's buying the, the car that maybe even gets out. Well, I mean, you know, I, I really had trouble parking them. And I really had. No, the salesman says, you know, the now we've got these uh, other these these dual mirrors and we've got these blind spot indicators. And man, if you really spend enough money, you can get this thing to darn near park itself. And, and so the person that, that's trying to buy the cars, okay, I got to try a different angle. Well, you know, I, I've, uh, I really, I don't, I'm kind of strapped for money and I need this to, to be better with gas mileage. But then the salesman says trucks these days, they run, they run, uh, they're much more fuel efficient. And so I don't know what you were getting when you were younger, but I mean, now what, maybe we might be getting 20 miles of the gallon and here, this person that's done the research coming into the car, you know, to, to buy their car. They were looking at these uh, cars that maybe do 40, 50 miles a gallon, maybe looking at some sort of electric car or something that um, doesn't even require gas. And they're so excited about it. But the salesman's telling them, no, 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 you don't want that. You really don't. You know, you really 
really want this truck. I mean, you can pull people, you can put things in the back, um, you know, you're going to sit up higher. And again, it's all of the things that that person, the salesperson is saying are important to him and, and not listening to what the person coming in to buy the car is saying at all. So from a marriage standpoint, I mean, just take a look at that. A marriage standpoint, or even if your teenager's coming to you, your teenager's coming to you to tell you, hey, I've been thinking a lot about buying a car. And you're telling them, well, you don't even want a car. You don't need a car. You need a big giant truck or, or you know, maybe even need a boat. I mean, sometimes we're talking such different languages. And so the first step of communication and this emotionally focused therapy framework is seek first to understand. The person comes into your dealership, your teenager comes to you, your spouse comes to you, and it's tell me, tell me about you. Tell me what you're looking for and tell me why, because there's going to be reasons. So if the salesperson hears, the, if they, the first thing that they hear, and here's where we get into the, the pretty cool science of it too. So if the person comes in to buy the vehicle and immediately they're just pummeled with this, here's what you need, guess what happens? I mean, the, 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 their heart rate raises a little bit. They know that they're not being heard. Um, the fight or flight chemicals kind of start flowing in the brain. The, uh, the rational part of the brain kind of shuts down. This reptilian part, sort of this survival instinct kicks over. And now all of a sudden they're defensive and they're, they're kind of back on their heels. And so you can even be telling them something that, that might be good for them to hear. But at this point, they're just in survival mode. They're in defense mode. They're kind of, they're not really listening. They're not open to listen. And they're just, just throwing back. I don't really like that. Or I don't want that. And so even if it's something that might resonate, you're still going to get this, this visceral response, this reactive response that's not going to be even hearing the salesman at that point. So we've got that happening. So if, if somebody walks in and says, I want to buy a car and the salesperson says, tell me what you're looking for. We've got the exact opposite that's happening. We got these little these little synapses of the brain that are actually opening up. We got entire areas of the brain that start to light up. It's like the brain's kind of saying, OK, boys, you know, uh, we're going to be heard. You know, let's lower the heart rate down. Um, let's let's get all the data that we've gathered. We're going to be able to we're going to be able to do something with it. We, we don't have to get defensive. So the same concept is happening when your spouse comes to you and says, man, I've been thinking about something lately. Or your teenager comes to you and says, you know, I really want to be heard. So and I, and I hope you can see that the difference there is you can be extremely well-meaning. You can care about someone so much that you just don't want them to feel pain. And you want to tell them, here's what I think you need to do to feel better. But the first step is listening because the things that work for you aren't always going to work for the person that's coming to you. Because again, they're the only person that has ever been through all of the things that they've been through in their life. So they need to be heard and, and we need to hear them. So, so back to this, uh, what's happening in your brain part of this story. So if you feel heard, you know, if you feel like uh, if you, if somebody does say, tell me what you're looking for. And now all of a sudden they're saying, well, I really want something with uh, that gets good gas mileage. Um, I, boy, I really am. Uh, I have a hard time parking large vehicles. I grew up with this ginormous truck. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'd really like something small, something economical. Um, then when the salesman can hear that, when they can say, OK, man, I hear you. They, you know, tell me more about what that was like parking. You know, tell me because they might find out more about, OK, well, I, I grew up in a, in a city and I had a giant truck. And now you I actually live somewhere where the parking isn't as much of an issue. But but once they feel heard, then you can start to have this kind of um, more of a productive conversation. And this is where the semantics come pretty become pretty important, too. So the salesman in that scenario can do some I feel statements. You know, once they validate the person, hey, I appreciate you sharing that with me. And it sounds like you've done a lot of work around what type of car you're looking for. 
And uh, and that makes sense to me. I can understand a lot more now that you've kind of given me all this information. Now here comes the salesman or the husband or the parent where now it's the, you know, I, I wonder if uh, if you knew, you know, I wonder if you had a truck that um, had an auto parking feature. I'm wondering if that might make a difference, you know, and, and now the person who came in to buy the car, they feel heard and they feel like they weren't attacked. And so, they yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it would. But uh, but it's just the sheer size of the of the truck that I really struggle with. And so then if the salesman's like, OK, I can I, I see. I see. No, you, you're right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, if you even want to go take a look at one um, or if, if the really the size thing is really important to you. And if the salesman, you know, if the person coming in to buy the car again feels heard, um, I don't know, maybe they're willing to see. And that's the whole case. Maybe they're willing to go just, well, you know what? This is a nice person. They're hearing me. Um, I, I'll, I'll go sit in one. I mean, that's fine. But I mean, I really don't have any expectations. And, and that's one of those key concepts of when we do feel heard, when we have productive conversation, if there was going to be a change, um, guess what? It's going to happen when somebody feels heard. It's going to happen when somebody feels like somebody cares about them. It's going to happen when there is some empathy, some natural empathy happening in the dialogue. So, so I hope that that analogy makes sense on a lot of different levels. The whole goal when someone comes to us and wants to share something with us, I mean, this underlying piece of emotionally focused therapy is that no one wakes up in the morning and thinks, how am I going to hurt someone else? That, you know, no one wakes up and says, man, here's this person that I care about. And when they try to bring me some information, I am going to get really angry and I'm going to get really upset and I'm going to try to shut them down. I mean, that that's not typically the case. I mean, it is rarely the case if that's going to happen. If somebody is is saying, hey, I want to talk and their partner responds and says, you know, now now you want to talk like with all the times that I've wanted to talk. I mean, there's a reason why. I mean, and, and we kind of heard it right there in that example is that, you know, that's a partner whose reaction is uh, might be elevated and they're reacting that way because they feel like they've tried to talk in the past as well. And, and, and it's never been a good time. So emotionally focused therapy is really that seek first to understand before being understood. It's really this pattern of trying to um, hear our partner. And because that's what we want in a relationship. We want to know that, uh, that our partner cares about us, that they love us, that they've got our back, that we matter to them. And one more, let me just go back to a good tried and true example of the seek first to understand thing as well. And this one is based on a true event um, that I experienced in therapy many, many moons ago. This was a situation where, and then it, it sounds a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit uh, dated, but um, the, the husband and the wife had, a, had an arrangement, an agreement. The arrangement sounds so dramatic. But the husband was working a lot. The, the wife was a very, very good cook. And one of the things that she loved to do was have some sort of gourmet meal ready for him. And he really looked forward to that when he came home. So but they were they had they had been off in their communication pattern for a while. So they came into my office and uh, we were just kind of talking about a lot of other things. But that was one of these patterns that had developed over time. And the wife had decided that she really wasn't going to fix him anything if he was going to continue to be mean. So they had left the office and uh, a couple of weeks had gone by and and they came in and processed just a it was a beautiful, sad, touching story with me where the, the husband did come home one day and he was he was angry. Um, he came home and his wife was there on the phone, uh, on her phone at the table and uh, really hadn't looked like she had done much throughout the day. And he feels like he's off slaying the dragon and that they had had this uh, agreement that um, that that was the time they would bond or connect was over uh, dinner. And she she was excited to show him, you know, this is a way that I can show you I care. And he was uh, looking forward to that. 
And so he comes home and he's a bit angry and he's like, man, you know, I, I feel like this is the one thing that we agreed on. And uh, and then he finally looks and his wife is in tears. And he and he now now he says um, and he'd kind of gotten a little bit uh, angry and he said, what's what's going on? And she had shared that uh, one of her best friends of growing up of her entire life had passed away very suddenly. And so she had spent the day mourning. She had spent the day looking uh, at pictures on her phone. She had spent the day taking pictures of pictures um, that she could send to a memorial service. And, uh, and it had been a really rough day. And so at that point, man, he learned this concept in a way that was a really hard way to learn it, that seek first to understand. If you come home and, uh, and you see that, um, you know, maybe that things aren't necessarily in, in order or the way that you normally see that your partner deals with things, Instead of saying, geez, what'd you do all day, right? That's a triggering statement if I've ever heard one. It's, uh, hey, tell me about your day. Tell me what's going on. And at that point, your partner then opens up and shares that it's been a rough day. And it doesn't have to be that a friend had passed away. It could even be that, man, I, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling sad. Um, and if, you, if your partner knows that they can tell you that, that they know that when you come home that you are a safe harbor, a safe place, you know, that is when communication can really start to grow. Um, because at our core, and I've done podcasts on this, at our core, we all have this, this basic need for attachment. I mean, that is why we find a partner and, we, and we, we get married. We want a secure attachment. And when that attachment is secure with your partner, then you can go off and explore the world and all of the ups and downs and, and highs and lows and bumps and bruises and uh, go back and know you've got a secure base to go process things from. That you've got somebody that does care about you, that uh, that has your back, that loves you, that you know you can go to and process things with. That's the ultimate goal in communication. And again, whether that's marriage communication or even f- family systems communication, if a teenager or a young adult is struggling with anxiety or depression at, at their core, instead of hearing a parent tell them, here's what you need to do to fix it and why haven't you done it yet, they need to know that they can go to their parent and that their parent is going to say, Hey, tell me about your day. Tell me what's going on. What's that like? And, and, that, and that person who's struggling knows that they can say, I, I don't even know. You know, I'm just, I'm in a funk. I'm, I'm really struggling. Because if they're going to, you know, move forward, if they're going to grow, if they're going to um, really be able to overcome some of the challenges in their life, the, the best, most effective way to do that is when they're operating from a secure attachment, a secure base. And, uh, and there's some, some pretty good evidence out there that shows that if we don't have that secure data attachment with our partner or in our family, that we are going to try to go find that secure attachment somewhere. And, and at that point, hopefully, it's some sort of a healthy secure attachment, whether it's with a group or a club. But oftentimes, that secure attachment can be a substance. It can be an activity. It can be work. And, uh, and that's where people start to feel like they go back to to process things. So, hey, thanks for uh, spending a little time with me here and talking about this concept of communication, about empathy, about attachment. And, and I hope that then when somebody is coming to you and uh, they're coming to you to tell you about this car that they've always dreamed of, uh, of buying, that, uh, that you can be that salesman who's not just going to tell them why they need the car that you think that they need, but you're going to spend a little bit more time asking them about uh, why, they, why they're interested in the car that they're interested in. Because at the end of the day, um, they're the one that's going to be driving that car. That's not you. So, all right. Hey, until next time, I'll see you again on the virtual couch. Aha, you thought you were done, but welcome to the outro. 
I'm still using the Auxbus podcast recording platform, and this is one of those features that I don't normally take advantage of, but uh, this is the outro, kind of a little bit of a what did we learn today. Hopefully you're hearing some episodic music that's playing quietly under the outro recording, but uh, hopefully you, you picked up today that was a little bit of a off-the-cuff kind of a conversation about ways to communicate better, and hopefully that analogy of the going to buy a car and having a car salesman who is going to actually listen to you would be applicable, but even better, if you're playing the role of the car salesman in your family or in your relationship, that you will do a better job of trying to understand what type of car they're really interested in buying. So, um, and if you're looking for online counseling, please visit betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. And if you have ideas for upcoming podcasts, if you have questions, comments, I've got a lot of good questions I need to put together a Q&A episode, you can just reach me at contact at tonyoverbay.com. And, uh, and also, I've had, a, I've had a fair amount of people. This is one of those where uh, the uh, imposter syndrome in me, um, I am available to, uh, to, to speak to your group or organization. Feel free to contact me there as well. Contact at TonyOverbay.com. It is hard for me not to make a joke and say, uh, you know, hey, I do birthdays, weddings. Um, I, I'm kind of joking with that part. Although, uh, I don't know, I guess if somebody wants to hear emotionally focused therapy speech at their wedding, uh, maybe we'll give it a try. All right. Until next time, we'll see you again on the virtual couch. So if you've been a longtime listener to The Virtual Couch, you've heard me do some ads for some partners that I have truly been passionate about, but you might have also noticed that it's been a little while since I've talked about those partners. And all of them are wonderful companies, but here's kind of a little behind the scenes from the podcast world. So once you hit a certain number of downloads, you start getting approached by a lot of people to advertise. So at that point, I kind of, uh, I guess I sort of uh, pump the brakes, as the kids say. They, they actually probably don't say that anymore. But I decided to hold off on advertisers and try to send folks to my website um, maybe you noticed TonyOverbay.com, going to Instagram, virtual couch, that sort of thing. And I promised I would keep people posted on my programs like The Path Back or some new programs that were coming up on happiness and marriage and a lot of good things and uh, working on all of those things. And, and But I, again, not really turning to the podcast uh, advertisers. But, but then I was approached by a sponsor pretty recently that honestly, I didn't know if I would ever come on their radar. But I did. And that's uh, the folks at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. So BetterHelp.com is the world's largest e-counseling program, and their mission is to make professional counseling accessible and affordable and convenient, and so that anybody who struggles with life's challenges, which I really feel like is all of us, can get help anytime, anywhere. And so let me start getting this message dug deep into those neuropathways. Um, BetterHelp.com, and again, it's uh, H-E-L-P. It's not BetterHealth, it's BetterHelp. So BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash virtual couch. So I, I think you can kind of see why this would be so important from my angle. I am a therapist. Um, I'm not a professional podcaster. Uh, I see a full load of clients weekly, every week. And here's what I didn't see coming, that if I'm being completely honest, the larger the podcast has grown, the more feedback I get. And I love it. I, I, I really do. But the feedback isn't always, hey, I love the show, or here's an idea for an episode. I get emails literally, I can honestly say this literally daily, from people who who really want to know more about therapy, who have tried therapists and maybe not felt a fit. Or they're afraid, I've got people that are afraid to try therapy, or afraid that they'll run into somebody they know in the waiting room, or they... You know, they want a way to just kind of ease into therapy or they want me to just answer their questions. They even want to pay me for emails. Uh, why can't they just text their therapist or email their therapist or, you know, will all therapists do video appointments? And these are the things that I keep getting over and over again. So BetterHelp.com is bringing these services to life. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. Um, it's not coaching and not saying anything negative about coaching. But these are all professional 
counselors, professional licensed therapists done securely online. I think they have over 4,000 therapists um, on their network. So, so here's a little bit more about BetterHelp.com. Uh, and again, it's BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch. Please remember that. Um, but there's a broad range of expertise, which and I've been under the uh, under the hood behind the scenes, um, which has been just fascinating to see. I mean, they have hundreds of forms. Uh, that, I mean, not just forms, but uh, things that your therapist can send you um, worksheets and homework and uh, just assessment tools. And so they have a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, which might not be locally available in many areas. Or, you know, this service is available for clients worldwide. I get a lot of military people who are um, stationed all over the world that are looking for good therapists. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your, to your therapist. You, you will get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit uh, in the waiting rooms if you're worried about that, kind of with traditional therapy. Now, to be fair, my waiting room is fantastic, a fireplace, a TV, um, all this wonderful stuff. But I know that that's not the case all the time. Um, BetterHelp.com will help you assess your needs. They'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And there's some assessment tools that will kind of point you in that direction. And then you can start communicating with somebody in under 24 hours. That's, again, um, I've, I've had a very, been blessed with a nice, busy practice. And, uh, you know, you can have a wait list. Um, sometimes it can take a while to get into a therapist. Um, BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. And I really feel like their assessment tools alone, as I've kind of dug into that, have been pretty impressive. Uh, makes me realize that, you know, they really are trying to funnel this into the right fit for you. A um, little bit more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And those are the things, honestly, I never knew. I would hear the BetterHelp.com ads and I really wondered what the the count, what the uh, the pricing was and the financial aid part, I had no idea. But uh, I mean, BetterHelp likes to say that they want you to start living a, a happier life today. So visit their website and you can read their testimonials. They're posted there daily. Um, and I'll probably read some of those down the road, but betterhelp.com slash reviews. And again, visit betterhelp.com, and that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash virtual couch. And you can join. It's over 500,000 people right now that are taking charge of their mental help with the help of an experienced professional. So it, there is a there's a special offer uh, that I have. It's for the virtual couch listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. Please um, you know, if you have questions, uh, go there, uh, check it out, read the reviews, but go to betterhelp.com slash virtual couch. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going all in here. Um, I have my own account. I'm going to choose my therapist and uh, I'm going to talk to him about what it's like to get a dozen emails a day, every day, and want to be able to help everybody want to be able to help the world. So I hope that I've made it clear in my episodes that first off, I am not a replacement for professional counseling. Uh, my goal is to bring awareness to the things that I believe can help. You can look for people that uh, know things about the nurtured heart or about emotionally focused therapy or about acceptance and commitment therapy. I wish I would have said those things earlier in the in this ad. Um, but I hope that I always convey the message to seek help through professional counseling. If you are an in-person person, then go find somebody in your area. You bet. If you want to try online counseling, then I recommend giving BetterHelp.com, again, BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch a try. So please go visit BetterHelp.com slash virtual couch. And if you use that link, you'll get 10% off your first month of services. Um, here is to better mental health for all of us. Oxbus. 